Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mike Smith. I don't know. What's up? What's up? I don't know if you realize how fortunate you are. I don't know if you've uh, spent a lot of time in any category. I don't know if you spent a lot of time in the top 10, uh, top 10 in your life. I think you were in the top 10 of your high school class. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken there, you're in the top 10 of your high school class. Uh, you may have been, uh, I don't know if you were a lottery pick. Uh, if you were drafted in the top 10 in any drafts or anything like that, but you as a resident of the great state of Connecticut are in the top 10 and so am I when it comes to percentage of the population that's been vaccinated. Uh, Connecticut, I think is number four. Massachusetts, I believe is number two. As a matter of fact, we live in a part of the country where Everybody, everybody is vaccinated, it, it, relatively. All of the New England states are in the top 10 for vaccinations, all six of them, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and the four others. And if you don't know the four others, you go back to the third or fourth grade geography and figure out your states and capitals. But I say that to say this, Mike, um, this conversation about being vaccinated is a little weird to us in New England, because most people you meet say, hey, you get that shot? Oh, what, you got the Moderna? Or you get that Pfizer? You get that Johnson & Johnson? What'd you get? Okay, you want to come over? You want to hang out? You want to have something and have a little cookout? You know, just four of us, just six of us, just eight of us, all that. So when I heard Montez Sweat yesterday, and he's not the only one, I heard Montez Sweat say, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of this COVID-19 vaccine. It really got my attention. And it's not just him. Montez Sweat said it. The Buffalo Bills refused to give information about their vaccination status. Um, The Boston Red Sox have not reached their 85% threshold because they got some anti-vax people on the roster and they haven't made a big deal about it, but that's the reason. And it seems, Mike, that some people, the more you try to convince them and give them testimonials about the vaccination and, uh, uh, and about the shot or their shots, depending on which one you get, the more resistant and skeptical and dug in they become. And look, I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm here really to say we need more Montez Sweat conversations because I want us to talk about it. I want it to be more on the table so we could just, first of all, for for a couple of reasons. One, in an attempt to educate each other about why I I decided to get both of my shots and why you didn't. But beyond that, and I'm gonna be a little more uh, cynical, more skeptical, 
I want to know if you didn't get vaccinated and you don't have a mask on. Just let, let a brother know. Let a brother know. Okay, good. If you're against it, I want to know because I'm, I'm looking out for my own safety. You said you're not judging. Sorry, I am. Um, Are you? Yeah, because so much of the rationale is unreasonable. Like the people who typically speak about their reasons for not getting vaccinated, vaccinated, they, they sound real dumb. They sound real uneducated. And so it doesn't surprise me that a, a vaccine scientist would visit a team and certain members of that team or, or that organization would be unmoved because a lot of it just at least anecdotally. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, a, I don't, I don't conduct polls. I haven't done extensive research yeah. myself on the people who haven't done research, but at least anecdotally, I find that the people who are resistant to getting vaccinated have no real factual scientific academic evidence to support their stance. It's just a gut feeling. It's just a hunch. It's just a preference. Like, it's just, it's, it's ignorant, you know, and, 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 and it, I guess at least they're consistent because once this thing got politicized, once this thing got politicized, once, once the disease itself got politicized, let alone the vaccine, vaccination, the vaccine, the vaccination process, the rollout, once all that got politicized, ma- I mean, come on, man, masks were politicized. So it's not a right. shock that you yeah. have some people, and I don't even know Montez Sweat in particular. I don't know his political leaning. I don't know whether he's in the politics or not. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what his thinking is because what he expressed displayed a lack of thinking altogether. But what I'm saying is, he said, "I'm not feeling once it." Once mask got political, quote, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I mean, it's just like you know, it's just so. In other words, you're just lucky. Quote. Yeah, you're, you're, well, you know what? Let him speak for himself. We got the sound. Gary, roll the sound. I'm not a fan of it. I'm, uh, I probably won't, won't get vaccinated until, until uh, got more facts and all that type of stuff, but no, I'm not a fan of it at all. What is your hesitation with getting the vaccine, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I mean, I haven't, I haven't caught, uh, I haven't caught COVID yet, so. I don't mean, I don't see me treating a I don't I don't see me treating COVID until I actually get COVID. They want everybody to be vaccinated to uh, to move more freely around the facility and around as with traveling and all that type of stuff. But I mean, everybody has their own beliefs and they are entitled to their own decision. Uh, yeah, sometimes I'm sorry, I wish I more players would just say no comment. Sometimes I just wish right. they said no comment. No. Like <laughs> I, I, I misquoted. I misquoted him. He said, I'm not a fan. He didn't say I'm not feeling I'm, I'm not, not a, fan. a fan of it. Right. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Chris, like, 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 it's a, like it's a Cowboys football team thing or like it's the right, Giants right. and the Eagles. Like I, I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm, I'm over. I, I root for COVID. I don't root for the vaccine. I root for COVID. Then he's like, I'm not going to treat COVID because I ain't got COVID. <laughs> say, bro, do you know what a vaccine does? Like, that's why I just, right. it, you know, just everything ain't for everybody to speak on. You know, like I, I will say one thing about but me. He's I not like the only to think one, I know my lane, See, I know right. my limitations. I mean, just that's but, right. that's but why he, I don't he's, right. he's not alone. He's he's yeah, not I mean, alone. He's not he's alone. He's got a lot he, of companies. There's a lot of people who think like him. Yes, 
Yeah, a lot. Or don't think. And, you like know, I, I was gonna mention. I was gonna mention that uh, that Chris Rock thing when he was talking about. Hey, when he was asked, "Are you gonna get the shot?" And he he turned it into a. Bit I don't know course. what's in Tylenol. Do I? <laughs> Do I, I don't know what's in, in the special sauce of the Big Mac. <laughs> right, you know. I mean, Michael. I mean, I, like, I, but do, do kid, how how many years did we go to school when we were young? We had to have what uh, chicken pox. We had to have yeah. uh, measles, mumps. We had to, all these things. We had to get vaccinated for. When we were young. This ain't nothing new. This ain't nothing new under the sun. You know, it's just it, it, there, just, it got out of. But I'm there not was a an anti. But you know what? But you you got to know you and you know this. Uh, and, and I do there's too. a community of anti-vaxxers in general. In general, being the father of three kids, and I remember like yeah. it was yesterday. And I'm, I appreciate the pediatrician at the time. We've we've changed uh, pediatricians since, but the pediatrician at the time, Robinson was like a month old, and we went to die. Like Oni was like shocked by his blunt language, by his candor. He said, look, I know there's a lot of information out there about not getting a vaccine, uh, not having your kids vaccinated. He said, but right. uh, I strongly, I strongly recommend that you do it. And if you don't, it could result in death for your child. Now, I'm just going to give you, you, you get all the information yeah. you want. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what right. you have to do, but there, the reason they have to talk like that, because there are a lot of people who are just against vaccines altogether. Some of them are against vaccines for religious yes. purposes. Some are, some are for, for religious purposes. Some have a deep uh, distrust and skepticism toward the federal government. And I think anything that is government backed, government Michael, pushed, we talked about black people in. Well, I mean, think about look, every commercial you see, every vaccine ad you see got black people administering the vaccine receiving the vaccine and smiling as a family because we talked about the, the need to get black people in particular to trust right. the federal government when it comes to the health care system. Okay. Or lack of health care system as the case may be. So no, like all of that is very real. I'm talking about when it comes down to it. There's, there's the flu vaccine and then there's COVID-19. All right. And when it comes down to what we just endured and when it comes down to this pandemic, and what it's cost us, both in terms of lives lost and livelihoods lost. I would just like to see uh, either an anti-vaxxer or, frankly, worse, an indifferent vac- vaxxer, somebody who just hasn't taken the time to think about it. I'd love to see actual empirical data and evidence to suggest that there is a downside to you getting vaccinated in this context. Regardless of what your general feeling on vaccines is, the COVID-19 vaccine, this is a different animal altogether. And it does not discriminate. And so I just have not heard anybody put forth a compelling case to not get vaccinated other than, yeah, I'm just not a fan of it. And I'm not talking about your whack job conspiracy theories. I'm not talking about your far right conspiracy theories. I'm not talking about, again, the the, the politicization Help me say this word. Politicization of this process. (laughs) Maybe I should just stay away from it. The politicizing. 
the politicizing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know what? When in doubt, just pick another word. You know, I'm not yeah, talking about go, that. I'm, I'm not direction. even giving that the time of day. I'm talking about the people who just haven't, if you have reservations about it, actually taking the time to do the research, or in this case, when research is brought literally to your front door, yeah, I'm not impressed. Well, what more do you want? Here's a scientist. Yeah. Which lets you See, know most people, that it's never exactly. about the it's, it was never about the facts. It's never about the information. It's always about some ulterior motive at play. You know what? I'm going to applaud you. You've done a good job uh, in the course of 12 minutes. Uh, you've helped me change my mind. I've changed my mind. I am going to be judgmental against Montez. Oh, yes, I say, am. Yeah. You know why? It, yes. Yeah, no, I am. Yes. No, we you brought up. A, you brought up the best point. The best point is. Hey, your neighbor in my your neighbor and my neighbor doesn't have the benefit of somebody coming to their front door, coming right to their office, along with their colleagues and saying uh, not just somebody, but a scientist, a scientist saying, "Okay, here's what I can tell you about the vaccine. Do you have any questions? And then if that person, if Montez Sweat or anybody uh, like him wants to ask questions, that person is there to, at no cost to you to answer your questions. So if you have those resources and you still, the best thing you can offer is I'm not a fan of it. That's crazy. That's just, that, that's, that well, is. I haven't had reckless. COVID, so it's what it I'm is. not going to get treated. He for said, COVID. I won't do it's it until like, I get it. It's like, all right, man. Until I get it. Until I get it. Yeah. What are you waiting for it? You wait, hey, COVID should be here in 25 minutes. What are you doing? Don't you don't want to get it? Still, look, we keep talking like this because we're both fully vaccinated. I, I, I don't. I wonder if you have found yourself saying something like this. I have. I've done it. I probably did it a couple of days ago. Yeah, you know, uh, during the pandemic, past tense. No, no. I've done it during right. the pandemic. No, we're in a pandemic. It's still happening. The pandemic is happening. It's not over. We're we're loosening restrictions, but we're not past it. And so I I understand there there are people who want to just get back, who just want to look past this thing and get back to their lives. And I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody else of wanting to get back to some idea of Normalcy, normalcy is not the right word, but get back into uh, some routine. I, I'll give you an example. There was a second grade birthday party. My daughter, one of my daughter's classmates, had a party outside at a park um, in Brookline, Massachusetts. Beautiful day, hot. It was on Sunday. It was like 90-something degrees. Yeah, the drinks were flowing. Hot dogs, hamburgers, a pinata. Kids running around, laughter, music. It was just a great time. And I noticed uh, right in the middle of the party, I'm looking around I'm like, wow, nobody has a mask on. Now, in my mind, I say, hey, it's cool. Everybody has been vaccinated. I don't know that. I don't know that. And I didn't go around. And everybody who said they've been vaccinated say, ain't been vaccinated. That's but, but you know that that's too, right? Word. They got a lot that's of people word, out here right. fronting. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, like only vaccinated like the, uh, people could come in without masks. Well, how would you know? 
<laughs> taking my yeah. I mean, this honor system. I don't know how this is going for people so far, but you know, it's like it's like back in the talk radio days, Mike. When I, we talk about something controversial, let's say it was about race uh, or politics, uh, somebody would call in. As a black man myself, you lying. Okay, stop lying. Stop lying. You lying. I can't see you. I can't see you. That avatar ain't real. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You want to be a part of the conversation, okay, but you feel like you got to throw in a lie to kind of be in to to get get some uh, equity in the game. All right. But 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 you you don't finish about the party, though. You looked at, you looked yeah, around but, and, yeah, you and don't go around. I didn't go around asking everybody. Hey, wh- were you vaccinated when Pfizer Moderna Johnson and Johnson uh, are you 75% you w- when's that second shot coming you get so comfortable and, and it, you get used to this mask less this mask less society, which was never a thing before now it's a thing. Wow. Nobody has a mask on. And you don't really want to think about it. So I can understand wanting to just pretend like it's not an issue. But that's just that's not reality. That's not where we are. And I guess for people like Montez Sweat, for people like Montez Sweat, a lot of them are against the vaccine because they are they have um, they have issues with their take their personal freedoms being taken away. But the irony is if you don't get the vaccine, your personal freedoms will continue to be taken away because you're not going to have an NFL as you know it. You're not going to have a theme park as you know it. You're not going to have a yeah. restaurant as you know it until we all get to a certain level. Well, and, and I was going to say, you know, it's, and it's not just Montez Sweat. We pointed out some of the other, you know, teams that are, are you know, struggling to, to get uh, players vaccinated or what have you. I mean, a lot of if I could stereotype, if I if I could generalize, let's do it. But I suspect I'm right. Is you just have you have a lot of young people who are think they're invincible anyway. Young people in general think they're invincible. Now that's exponentially that that feel that invincibility feeling is exponentially greater. I imagine, based on my experience or just based on you know logic, for world class athletes, you know. So I I think you know. Uh, I think that's probably has a lot to do with it is these young people just feel like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to get it. And it's a lot of young. We know a lot of younger people felt that way, generally speaking. So I think I I would apply that line of thinking to a lot of these athletes. But I'll say what, man, I'll tell you what. We might have been better off not being at the front of the line, getting vaccinated because we might live in the wrong state. Yeah, you, you mentioned off the top. Connecticut, Massachusetts, two of the leading states when it comes to percentage of the population vaccinated. Man, I caught some on the news last night. You know, somebody got a million dollars in Ohio for getting vaccinated and somebody else got a four year all expenses paid scholarship, room, board, tuition fees in Ohio. Like they got so many giveaways for vaccines. Like we should have held out a little longer. We might be getting some free stuff if we wouldn't have been so diligent about getting it. You know, listen, not just not not trying to scam the system, but. All these incentives. What happens, just, I'm just asking for a friend, Mike. Asking for a friend. What happens if you already been vaccinated and you get it again? Like, <laughs> what? You know, like you lost will your that card. Take you out. You know, there's will no record of it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not sure uh, what, what, what some of the rules. I'm not, I, I don't know what the rules and restrictions that apply uh, to this are. So anyway, man, no, I, I, I saw that yesterday. I wasn't even going to give it the time of day, but uh, I'm glad we did. And, uh, but yeah, it's, and with your blessing, it's, I think it's all it it's in time. a continuum. <laughs> it's in a continuum. You ready to take it's a all, break? It's, it's all a lot of people, okay. a lot of people who have these feelings. And I and unfortunately, I know I, some listen, of them too. All right, listen, I know um, as we go to break, uh, I'm sure there are people within the sound of our voice that we've offended. I'm sure we've offended some people. Oh, well, you yes. don't understand my, my perspective or, you know, you're being very judgmental or, you're, you know, I'm offended. Like, okay, well, it's fine. I, I just show me, show me the facts. Show me the evidence. Show me the scientific empirical data that suggests that well, it's a greater danger for you to get vaccinated than it is for you to get COVID. It's really that simple. That's Which a brother from another vaccine or COVID. That's a brother from another for another day because once you say, "Show me the facts," now we got to agree on the source because everybody has. Well, I'm sure too. people have facts, that's but it depends too. on where you're getting them. That's getting those too. facts. Where are you getting them from? Um, objective. So yeah, we go facts. round and round. Maybe on that's the what I'm Yeah, which is redundant. Which should be redundant. Objective facts should be redundant, but not in 2021. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I saw one team that uh, wanted to be here and play with a purpose and urgency uh, and one team that did not want to be here uh, and play with no urgency. uh, And that's why we got our ass kicked. It's embarrassing that a guy that hasn't been able to play for seven weeks um, was out there leaving it all on the line. And I don't think anybody else did. Uh, This was an embarrassing performance um, from myself all the way through the last player, you know, uh, we're walking out of here with our heads uh, held down, rightfully so. And there's a reason that their crowd is yelling sons in four and they're calling for a sweep because if we play like this back in Denver, uh, this is going to be a really quick series. They've had their way with us uh, on both ends of the court. I felt we quit tonight, uh, which is something you never want to see. So 
I, I guess for game three, I'm just going to try to find guys that will at least go out there and leave it all on the line. I may have a hard time coming up with five guys that fill that, but um, these two games, these second halves, uh, have really been disappointing, and that's an understatement. Uh, I don't think so. That the guys, that the guys quit. Uh, you know, when you when you're losing a lot, you can always kind of put your head down. Maybe we put your hand, put put hand down, but uh, head down. But I, I don't, I'm not sure that we quit. I didn't quit, so I'm not going to talk about about myself. Maybe they quit. Maybe they didn't. But it's over. And I know yesterday, <laughs> I know yesterday we talked about um, not getting ahead of ourselves you in a series. You said it's over? Yeah. You said it's over? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I know I know what you said yesterday. I know what we talked about yesterday. Yeah. I know that's not the, that's yeah. not wise. I know, I know that I should know better. Why, why are but, you saying that? Why are you saying, I just, I just want to know why you're saying it. I don't think the altitude. Why, you, why do you say it's over? Is I don't. I'm gonna tell you. I don't think it's an. I don't think the issue is an attitude adjustment, and I don't think the altitude is going to make a difference in their attitude. I I don't know that they quit, and I and I get why Mike Malone would feel that way, and I certainly get why Nikola Jokic would push back on that because there's no more damning accusation in sports than to say they quit. I think they were beaten in the submission. I think when we talked about how wide open the Western Conference is, maybe it's not as wide open as we thought. Because while Mike Malone's sound and his accusations, while the story is the team that, as he put it, didn't want to be there, I think the focus should be the team that clearly wanted to be there. And just how good they are, just how good they've always been, and just how good they can continue to be. This might be more about the Suns than it is about the Nuggets. First of all, we, like, and, we, and, we, and we gave them a lot of props for how they played against Portland, how they finished the regular season. A lot of it had to do with having the most valuable player. But the Suns dealt with the loss of Jamal Murray and up until last night, Will Barton, admirably. Okay, But we knew that there was a certain ceiling on this team absent Jamal Murray. And they're hitting their head real hard. You ever hit your head on a ceiling where it just jams your Ooh. neck? You ever, you ever get sure. it? I mean, that, that, that's not no. a, that's a, oh my God, that hurts. Like, you got to be over, right you got to be over six feet to do that. Yeah, but, 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 but right now, or when it's, footer. when it's Faku and Austin Rivers versus Devin Booker and Chris Paul, that absence is being felt in a major way. That backcourt imbalance, that mismatch is being exploited. And the Suns, who had, a, 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 I believe, a top, uh, the sixth best offense and defense this year, they have the best great. defense yeah. in these playoffs yeah. right now. Yeah. They play great against top-notch competition all year long. Chris Paul said himself after the game, I've never been on a team like this where everybody can shoot it. This team is loaded. They're on fire firing on all cylinders. Michael, you know, at the risk of making your head explode, 
In the second half yesterday, they scored 71 points on 49 possessions, which, quick math, equates to 144.9 points per 100 possessions. That's otherworldly. It doesn't. That shouldn't be possible. And, and and the Nuggets can say, "Oh, we quit," or "What we didn't do." Yo, this is about the Suns, and maybe this is Chris Paul's year. Knock on wood. I'm beat the hell out this wood right now because a couple of days ago we were just talking about if it weren't for bad luck, he'd have no luck. It looked like he, you know, he he had, you know, had another unfortunate injury in the playoffs. He looks more than fine. I'll get to him individually in a second. But just staying yeah, on the yeah, subject of how competitive this series is or hasn't been or will be. Yeah, I, I don't see the Nuggets flipping the script just because it's going into Denver. And, and this is the same Nuggets team yeah. that if you want to base, go based on last year, they down. got the Suns right they where they down. want them. They know how to play this way. They know how to play this way. They do. This is a different season. These are different teams. If playoffs are about matchups, this is a bad one for Denver. I'm going to get, like you, I'm going to get to Chris Paul in a second, but I do want to start with that sound we heard off the top. And if Michael Malone were a guest on Brother from Another yesterday or a couple of weeks ago, then we'd be going at it. We'd have a nice, robust conversation, good, not even conversation, an argument, an argument, because he pretty much, Mike, he, he, he did that thing that gets your attention. Same thing that that uh, Benny Goodwill did yesterday. Some teams don't want to win, he said. Same thing I did a couple of weeks ago. Some teams in the NFL don't want to win. He took a, a cousin of that, a second cousin of that statement, and said, one team didn't want to be here. Bruh, stop. You're in the Western Conference yeah. semifinals. You got the MVP of the league uh, playing in a playoff game right. on national TV. Right. Yeah, they wanted to be there. Right. I don't say. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they wanted to be there. This was this wasn't a yeah, this wasn't a random yeah. Wednesday night in February. This was this was the All Star break wasn't around the corner. <laughs> That's when you can say they didn't want to be I, there. <laughs> I'm gonna insult him. I'm gonna insult him and say he sounds like a, a media hot taker. You sound like a hot taker, Michael Malone. Oh, they didn't want to. Hey, and only thing he only thing he didn't say. And, and, and this is my pet peeve. Ooh, I wonder if you can guess what it is. It's almost didn't want to be there. Just take it a step further. Just just a little bit. Maybe it's not a step further. It's the same kind of it's like one of those nails against the blackboard cliches that just gets me. Yeah, it's a cliche. Didn't want to be there or just think think a team down the stretch. One team makes plays, another team doesn't. So the next day, people say that oh, team they, wanted they, they it beat more. Themselves. They wanted it. Oh, more. wanted it more. They oh, wanted, wanted it more. Yeah, yeah, wanted it more. Yeah. Oh, they just wanted it more. They yeah. just, yeah. they just yeah. wanted it more. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. They, I'm sure they, they wanted it more uh, than the Denver Nuggets. You're right. It, it is a, it's a bad matchup for most people in the playoffs. Say, uh, short of Brooklyn. Okay, it's gonna be a bad matchup when you see Chris Paul and Devin Booker in the backcourt. It's gonna be a tough matchup yeah. for the the Jazz, uh, the Clippers. It's not a tough matchup for the Suns. I mean, for the uh, for the Nets, but it really is for the Nuggets. And this even is the matchup where, in the middle. This is, they've outscored. Well, the they've outscored the, the Nuggets by twenty nine 
in the in the in the sixty two minutes that Aiden and Jokic have been on the floor, plus twenty nine for Phoenix. All right, but okay, let's 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 just pause on that for a second because the reason I don't think the series is over is because of Jokic. He's the MVP for we we've seen him have nice balanced stat lines like a twenty six and twenty six points and twelve rebounds and nine assists, and we've seen him explode. Now he he can get you forty too. And I think something like that is coming. It has to come in game three to give them a chance. He's going to have to be a little more selfish with his with his scoring for for Denver yeah, to win. I, I, but that's, that's not what made he's him. Got, but that's not over. what made him most valuable. See, like okay, know, last series against a, the awful defense in Portland, I was I was I was commending the Nuggets and talking about their pieces. If Monte Morris, okay, maybe he regresses to the mean and shoots better than he did in games one and two. But whether it's Aaron Gordon, look, man, Austin Rivers, again, I, this is not shade when I say, but he was at home for a reason. He's been nice. He's been a nice find. On okay? the couch. Just waiting. Waiting. You know, for a phone I mean, I, I, I just don't. For like a month and a half. Faku was great in, in, in the Euro League. He's 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 been nice this year, but he's a rookie, you know. I mean, he's not he's not a guy that you can that you can depend on to to to, to counter Paul versus Booker, you know. I mean, I, I just don't know. And if, and if your team is now relegated to publicly arguing over whether or not you wanted it enough, or you wanted to be there, or you quit, they're reaching. For reasons, because what they're not going to do, and this is where their professional competitiveness comes into play, what Mike Malone is not going to do is what we're doing and say, you know what, the Suns are just better than y'all are. Y'all may have the most valuable player, but they got the point guard. You know, they got the most explosive player, and I don't know that Jokic, even if he gets a monster stat line, I just don't know that he has enough help against the Suns. He had enough help against the Blazers. I don't know that he has enough yeah, help yeah, against the Suns, who are who and have so funny, much. Isn't it funny? It's 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 funny that the um, there you go. Uh, it, it's funny that the Blazers and Dame Lillard specifically. Dame Lillard called out the Nuggets. He called out his own team by pointing to the Nuggets, saying, "Right, they're missing <laughs> right. like how we lose to so them much." Yes. Yeah, like yes. they're missing so much, and uh, apparently we're not at their level. I thought we were, but now the Suns, you know, going up another level. The Suns are looking at that Nuggets team, saying, "Yeah, Dame, we see it. You know, we can we can exploit it. Mm-hmm. Your team can't. Our team can." But that being said, that being said, still, I'm not sure the season is over. This is what I'm sure of, and let's just make this transition because I know you want to talk about him. I want to talk about him too, man. We like Chris Paul when Chris Paul is right. When Chris Paul, we've seen Chris Paul when he is bare, when he's holding on to his shoulder, he's trying to keep it in his socket and he's turning the ball over and he's changing his shooting form and the competitiveness of, of Chris Paul. We've seen that in these playoffs. And then there was Chris Paul last night. Oh, I just love watching somebody who can a, a point guard who can regulate an offense. Who can just be? Who can move the crowd? An MC, an MC's MC, and that was Chris Paul making all the right moves, 
hey, I know this situation calls for my shot. I'm going to take the shot at the right time. I'm going to make you think I'm driving to the basket, but I got 12 eyes, so I see a guy cutting to the basket. Y'all forgot about him. This is the brilliance of Chris Paul. This is one of those guys, like what he averaged during the season doesn't even matter. If you're looking at his season averages and you say, oh man, he only averaged 16, 17 points a game. You're missing it. You missed the whole thing. Because there's so much going on in that six foot body. So much competitiveness, toughness, uh, ingenuity, uh, man, leadership. That's why Chris Paul, did, where, where was he on your MVP, uh, MVP ballot? Oh, I don't remember. Second, I, I don't remember. Probably not third, high enough to your point. Probably not high. Probably not high enough right, to your point. Like Michael, Mike, listen, man, I, you can't say enough about Chris Paul, and I'm not sure what else there is to say at this point about the point guard because he is the best quarterback in the history of basketball. I mean, his mistakes are so few and far between. Cover your ears if you don't like numbers because they're just mind-blowing, man. They just they, they give me goosebumps. Since 1980, there have been six playoff games with 15 or more points, 15 or more assists, and zero turnovers. Chris Paul has three such games, all right? Um, look at this run he's on right now. And this is since, you know, we thought his another season had been compromised because of injury, all right? Games one and two of this series... 26 assists, one turnover. His past three games, 38 assists, two turnovers. His last five games, 53 assists and four freaking turnovers. 53 assists and four turnovers his last five games. And oh, by the way, the Suns have won their last four by 85 points. They're blowing, again, the Lakers were shelling themselves. The Nuggets are shelling themselves. I understand the circumstances. I understand the circumstances. All right? Lakers were hurt and tired. Nuggets are hurt, and they're probably tired. The Nuggets are the only conference semifinalists remaining from the bubble teams last year that made the Final Four. All right? So we get it. You know, they played a lot. It was a tough turnaround for them. But the Suns smell blood, and they got a killer at point guard who doesn't shoot himself in the foot. They, how many cliches can I get into one sentence? I think I set a record just now. But he just doesn't okay, make good, mistakes. Right. There's no, I don't know that there's anybody that I trust with the basketball in his hand more than I do Chris Paul. He, he, he's, he's incredible, and this might be his year. This just might be his year. It'd be fitting it if he had to go through the Clippers to get there. It just might be his year given the team that he's got around him and how balanced they are offensively and defensively and, and how well they shoot the basketball. And, and, and it just they're getting better and better and better. They're scary, man. Like I said, it, it may not be as wide open as we thought it was. Yeah, this is, you know, this is why ba- there's so many reasons why I love like additions to a basketball team, a smart addition to a basketball team, because just a few moves, unlike football, I mean, the rosters are so big, a few moves is not going to turn you around. You know, you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. You made a few moves in the offseason. You're not going to win the Super Bowl in 2021. But for the Suns, you think about what they've done just so 
it's just so smart. Like, so you have Monty Williams, as I told you, that's my coach of the year. You have Monty Williams there, the right head coach for this group. You have James Jones, champion, mm-hmm. former executive teammate of LeBron, right. executive. And you bring in Chris Paul. Like, just say what this team needs. You know what our team needs, fellas? We need Chris Paul. Okay, that's great. That's great. What else are you going to bring in? And I'm not saying they didn't make any other moves. They did. They made smart moves. But you can see that, that you can see his value by just Chris Paul makes that whole roster make sense. Hey, Chris Paul makes Booker makes Booker uh, even more lethal. Helps with the big man, Aiton. And helps with your backup point guard, too. I mean, that you just can't say it. There aren't a lot of players in the league where you just kind of put in a guy like this. At Shout the out to Jay Crowder, too. That that's, another, that's, another slick, that's another slick piece, too, by the way. Jay Crowder, that's another one. You know what? Jay Crowder is... Uh, Jay Crowder. You, you know anything about building? You, you, you're much of a builder. You work with your hands. Like architecture? Yeah, yeah, or or just like you know stuff around the house. Do it yourself. You're a do-it-yourself guy. No, 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 no. no, no okay. No, no. Well, I was gonna say Jay Crowder. If you're putting together, uh, if you got some subway tile in the shower or in the kitchen, you are. And you need to hold it. You are. And, and you need to hold it together. Somebody in the house is not me. I just pay attention. Uh, but if you got some subway tile, oh, I I, I believe only need, does. I believe only does. Oh, 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 and, only, and by the only way, all the wait, way. By the way. Hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something real quick. It takes a real man to admit that his wife is the handyman in the house. Let me tell you that. It takes a real oh, man to admit that. Word. Honestly, I have a lot of, oh and I'm not God. being facetious. I have a lot of respect. Uh, no. for that. A lot of dudes wouldn't be so, Listen. you know, outspoken about that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people would be like, yeah, Mike, you know, Mike. I just pay somebody to do it. You know, because that's what I do. I just Mike, pay somebody I, uh, to do it. I put together some toys. Me Don't get me wrong. I, I am the toy. I am the toy assembler. Some assembly required. I'm mad, dude. But fixing stuff? Hell no. Hell no. Oh no. Like, I'll tell you about Jay Crowder and my my, my home, my do-it-yourself in a second. But I'm just gonna just let me just parenthetically <laughs> tell you. One time, yeah. I came home. I came home pre uh, pre COVID days. Came home from work. Yeah. And the lights were off. The lights were off in the house. Only says, "Don't turn the lights on." I cut the electricity. And then all of a sudden, I hear upstairs, like she's doing like some, <laughs> she's got some power drill. <laughs> she's just like changing yeah. the lights around. Upset, like, and, and messing yeah. with wires. I'm like, okay, I have no idea what she's doing. I yeah. have no idea. That's what she does. I don't mess with it. Anything goes wrong, my instinct good, is to man. say, okay, See, we got we to gotta, we gotta call somebody. That's, that's, that's awesome. I say awesome. we gotta call ain't somebody. No she says, roles in the, I got ain't it. no gender roles in the yeah. Holly household. Ain't no ain't, ain't no ain't right. no gender norms. No stereotypes in Holly. She's I like, love that. I love that. She's like, sit down. She's like, sit down. I got it. And one time, one time, one more, one more quick story. One time, something went wrong, and I was trying to figure out how to do it, how to uh, you know who to call. And Beckham, ten year old, comes in and said, uh, "Daddy, uh, mommy wants me to tell you something." I said, what? She told me to tell you, I can fix anything. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> All right. She said, I can fix she anything. Got, she got, she got your kids talking trash to you. 
So what you're saying is Chris Paul put the phone is, down. Chris Paul is the nope. only Holly of the NBA. You drop in Chris Paul and, situation fixed. Is that what we're getting at? And, and you drop in. No, Chris Paul is is the guy who can design the whole project. Jay Crowder is the grout between the subway time. He just kind of, you know, just like oh, you sure don't really pay attention that. to it. Everybody says, yeah. Oh, Look at that subway tile. But what's putting it, what's holding it together is a little stuff you really don't pay attention to. That's another way of saying he's a glue, but I don't want to say he's a glue. So he's a grout. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a nice soap dish. You know, if, he, if, he, if, he, if we're in the shower, we're, we're talking shower. Dish. I, you know, like he's a, he's, a, he's a great accessory. Like he's just accentuate like Jay Crowder. Like, ah, now we got now we got a little now we got a nuisance. On you know who who will bang and who will troll and who will hit timely threes. He just always find he find like every, he finds himself. He's a nice monogram towel. Like he finds himself. He always, if there's a nice bathroom, you got to have nice accessories. If they got a championship team, you probably gonna have a Jake either Jay Crowder or a Jay Crowder like guy on that team. He's always he always finds you know himself. If a team is relevant, it's probably got Jay Crowder on it. Whether that's the Heat, whether that's the Suns. Jay Crowder, just where's Jay Crowder? Let's get us Jay, like you know, get Jay Crowder on the team. In, in a non-basketball sense, he's that friend of yours that you know everybody needs to have a friend like this. Hey man, they tripping over a word? Oh, with some stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. a word. Let's go. Jay Crowder. I'm Jay Crowder. I'm is down. Jer- Jay Crowder is Jeremy Renner in your movie. He's like, hey, I need you. To come with me. I can't tell you where we're going. I can't tell you why. I, we're going to hurt some people. Whose car we're taking? He, he, Jay Crowder yeah, is right. whose car we're that's taking. That, 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 that's who he is. All right. Let's go. Whose car we're taking? Now? I ain't asking no questions. We're yeah. just going. And, and I'm telling you, the Suns, I don't know where the Suns were in, on, your te- on your favorite team list. I know you were, you were, you took They're over the there. wheel of the bandwagon against the Lakers. Against the Lakers, you were driving the Suns bandwagon during the, the season. The I don't remember. I didn't have the Jazz. You had them okay, all year. I didn't year. have the Jazz. You had them all I year. Have, I did. You had the Suns all year. All year. Did all you? All year. All year. All year. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Check the. I'll check accept the your fees. representation. <laughs> check. Check. I'll, the I'll accept check your representation. All year. All year. I'm not, I, listen. At some point, I'm sure you okay, did look, pick them. You want to be technical. You know, at some point. technical. Let's say, you know, let's say most of the year. Most of the year. All year okay. is a bit of a stretch. Okay. Man, well, you know, maybe safe to I'm say, we both loved him the moment Chris Paul. I'm got rounding up. We, we know Chris Paul got the, we know Chris Paul got the Midas search. You know, we, we knew that they were going to be a playoff team. I think we both, the moment they, that trade was announced, we both loved them all year. And again, they're the second, you know, we're in a sleeper team. It's second best record in basketball. They're the best record in the league from February on, I believe. So nobody was sleeping on the Suns. All right, let's just dismiss this. You know, they were never a scrappy story, but we nobody's all know talking about. Exactly. You, you don't you don't get the coach of the year runner up when people ain't talking about you. Um, but the playoffs are a different story, and maybe despite all the love we've given them all year, and as much as we respected them coming into the playoffs. Like I said, maybe it's not as wide open as we thought because they are running through the competition right now. And again, yes, uh, compromise well, competition. 
injury riddle competition, but they're doing their job. They're and they're rolling and they're gaining confidence. Stay. Like this young team, they've already faced adversity. They 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 they've been they front run. They've adjusted. They've adapted. They've they've won slugfests. They've exploded. They've been down. They've been hurt. I mean, they've won. They've closed out the defending champion and LeBron James on the road. I, I mean, they're they're making up for that lack of experience in a very short amount of time. Well, let's stay on Western because if you think this series is over, okay, all right. So just let's dismiss for the sake of this conversation. Let's dismiss the Denver Nuggets. They're done. Okay, done, 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 done. Now we got Phoenix and we got Utah and the Clippers. Do you think either one of those teams, like the Clippers, the Clippers uh, specifically? Because I know you have respect okay. for Utah. You do. Number one seed. They should be. The, 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 the Jazz won one more game than the Suns. They won one more game. So best record in the league, second best record in the league, decided by one game. Do you give yeah. the, the Clippers a shot at, at being in that conversation? Listen, I... you, Kawhi Leonard, it's so funny you say that. Let's say the Clippers... Not only survive Utah, let's say they make it all the way to the finals. Can you imagine what kind of conversation we're going to have to have if Kawhi Leonard yeah. takes a yeah. third team yeah. to the NBA finals, uh, to, to a wow. championship, excuse me, and presumably his mm-hmm. finals MVP for a third team, and two of those teams were the Raptors and the Clippers? Could yeah. you imagine the kind Ooh. of conversation we have to have about Kawhi Leonard? When some people want to question his status as a superstar just a couple of days ago. So that's 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 number one. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I was thinking about that the other day. But do I give the Clippers a chance? Yeah, a, a team with that kind of talent at the top on the wings, you have to give a chance. But but you say talent at the top. And I, I'm is that enough? You go ahead and quibble enough? with that. Go ahead and quibble with that. Go ahead and quibble. No, it's not. It's not. No, no, and, they and, do. And they're in, they're in. Incon- There's no quibble with what you said. They're inconsistent. But they're in, no, because you might say, well, you know, Paul George, you don't trust him. But just their inconsistency can be troubling. And I still, I still don't. I what I, I know that these aren't the same old Clippers, but I still don't know who they are yet. If that makes sense, because they yeah. they did a masterful job of adjusting throughout the Dallas series. But they were they were down four times and trailed twice for a reason. Now maybe that reason was Luka Doncic plain plain and simple. But Utah's no fluke. They they, they may not be in there in the cards for them to get to the conference finals for the first time in franchise history. I still don't know. I still don't trust the Clippers completely. I, I don't I don't trust them to clipper it. I don't trust them to screw it up inevitably because of some organizational curse. But I don't know that I can sit here and say. Oh, yeah, you know, I, the Clippers, they should be the favorites of, of the remaining four teams in the Western Conference. Current status notwithstanding. I think I'll know more after tonight. And it's not to say they can't turn around a series once they get, once they get to L.A. It's still early in that series. It's still early. But it's not too early for me to declare Suns Nuggets over. I've seen enough of that. Yay. I've seen enough of the Suns. I've seen enough of this series. I don't think the change in venue is going to make that much of a difference. You and know, I'll well, eat my words if thing, I have it, to, it, but I don't think I'm gonna be wrong in this case. No, that's fine. That's fine. You know, we, we got more on that later in the show. Eating the one eating one's words, you know, perhaps. And more on that later in the show or even tomorrow. Um 
But it's too early. It may be too early to make this statement. Uh, maybe we get to the final four and we can see how we got here. But when you mentioned the Clippers, I wasn't challenging. I wasn't quibbling with the talent they have at the top. They definitely have talent at the top. Of course, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, good. Outstanding. What I was going to say is, yeah, but Paul is got having to show talent up. at the it, – it's not even that. You're right, but it's t- having talent at the top enough to get you to, to really make you a championship team. Because if you look at if you look at your team, if you look at the Brooklyn Nets, I, we focus so much on those three guys, and, and James Harden's not playing tonight. We focus so much on those three guys, but everybody's contributed. Bruce Brown and Joe Harris, and uh, I, I know uh, Jeff Green hasn't been there, but you know uh, Jeff, Jeff Green, when he's out there, is, is, is giving you something. And then you look at Phoenix, it's not just Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. You mentioned right. Jay Crowder and Bridges is, is a tough matchup and campaign, like all these guys. So if you, don't have a, if you don't have a team like that, I don't think you can win. And the Clippers, the, the Jazz have a team like that. The Jazz do have a team like that with their two six-man candidates. Yeah. Clippers really well, the Clippers don't. The Clippers do not well, really. They do. Well, they do because they were. He was able. No, they do because that's how Ty Lue survived the first series. Kennard was basically Luke saying, Kennard? "All right, Marcus Morris." Well, 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 I, well, maybe not to that to the level of to that quality. But I mean, whether it's Man, Kennard, Morris, whoever, it's like you know, obviously Batum, you know, has, has been a factor all season. But my point is, he re, he basically remodeled. You talk about going back to your home improvement, you know, metaphor. He remodeled them on the fly in the first round. You know, so he had the tools yeah. and the pieces and the materials to be able to do that when he was like, you know what, Zubats, Patrick Beverly, I got no use for you in this series. You know, uh, he may end up having to go back. He, he may go back to Zubats more in this series, um, you know, just based on the matchup. But I'm with you, though. Um, I think if I had to go across the board, yes, Utah uh, and Phoenix both have superior depth uh, to the Clippers. And I'm glad you've been listening about the Nets. And all their contributors. And how more than I, just I, I the see the three. I'm, I see I'm, it feels next. like I'm finally man, getting I, through. I don't, but we'll, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll take this break it. now. We'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll get into I've that later because uh, it's a big night for you. I've yeah, watched them all year. Mm-hmm. It, it is. But did you see them, though? You watched them, but did you see them? I was listening and I heard them. You were listening, but did you hear them? Can you hear Jimmy? I didn't feel the question. I could hear him, but unlike Jimmy, who I could feel, I couldn't feel him. But I heard him though. (laughs) Hey, Jimmy's so dope, by the way. Oh my goodness! Listening out the other day, working out. Oh, listen to that power of soul. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. 
Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My mindset this whole offseason has been to get ready and get myself ready, and that's been my mindset since I got here. And, uh, you know, whether Aaron was here or not here, that's going to be my mindset regardless because I have to get myself ready to play. My main thing has been controlling what I can control and, uh, you know, do my best to, like I said, get better every day um, so that I'm ready, you know, whatever the circumstance may be come season. Um, just do my best to be ready for myself, for the team, and for everybody here. Obviously, me and Aaron, we got a good relationship. Um, talked to him probably a week before I got out here. So, yeah. Hey, Chris Simmons, I've long seen this mini camp, really this offseason, as a blessing in disguise for Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers as an organization. I just wonder what you're seeing from afar. Is what you take away from uh, what people are, are uh, what's what's emanating from Packers mini camp? I mean, one day. Jordan loves a bus. The next day, they fanning him because he's on fire. I mean, you know, it's still minicamp, right? So it's like, just, just, what do you, what do you make of uh, what you're hearing out of Green Bay? Well, it is like, like you just heard him say, this is a great experience for him. The fact that he does get some of these reps, gets in the huddle, gets with the first team offense, you know, gets pushed mentally a little bit like the first team quarterback and hey we're going to install this today we want to do that all of those type of things so that's great experience we know that you know it's a tough position he's under the spotlight more than anybody uh in the nfl through otas or minicamp of course yeah he's following the mvp who might not play for that team this year and you know i think the thing i look at is green bay it's going to be on them to manage the situation. And they got to make sure that they control the narrative to a degree and make sure they think they keep things positive around the Jordan Love conversation. That would be my takeaway. Again, yeah, they're going to try to work on the Rodgers thing and all of that. But they did use a first-round pick for Jordan Love. They do look at him as the future. Let's not let him get ruined before he ever takes a preseason snap or anything like that. And Michael Smith, you brought up like practice, right? That that first day, everyone, whoa, he's 12 for 23, those type of issues. This is where I say it's on Green Bay, too. And I talked about this with Florio today. You know, yesterday you hear the the, the talk of he looks awesome and he's doing great. Hey, Packers, they got to manipulate practice to a degree, too. There's a thing in the NFL called scripting for success, right? Like, hey, defensive coordinator, Play this defense for me so I can really learn 
and our offense can get some good reps against this defense. Even though you guys are, you know, in a bad spot, we want to run this play against this coverage so our guys can get used to it, right? So that aspect to me is something they should protect against as they continue to go forward. And I would bet you, after all that negative criticism on the first practice, that's what they did in the second practice and said, man, this is ridiculous. If everyone's going to dissect everything this guy does, Let's give them a little chance yeah. to succeed and back everybody the hell off to a degree. And you know what? And I'm okay with that because, Michael, like, even yeah. if it was a concerted effort to, to showcase Jordan Love, it's such a great dress rehearsal for the organization in general because this, this day is going to come sooner or later. And so whether it's the PR department, whether it's the coaching staff, whether it's the rest of the players, or whether it's Jordan Love, now or later, they all have to get ready for the day when Jordan Love is going to have to do the same thing that Aaron Rodgers once did, which is follow a Hall of Famer. And this was right. when Aaron Rodgers earned Mike McCarthy's trust was running the show in Favre's absence in the offseason. So it's a great dress rehearsal. It, it is. And let me just add one more thing, because, like, you know, I, I, I had people say to me, well, man, now the defense, you're, by scripting for success, you're hurting the defense's development. And I went, no, 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 no. Like, listen, this goes on on all over football, right? The defensive coordinator, even though he might go, man, I really wouldn't run that coverage versus that play or that formation, but okay, I'll do it for practice purposes. Now, he's not totally giving into it. It's a teaching tool moment, too. He knows that at some point during the year, he might get caught in a defense versus a formation and a play that he didn't want to, but the clock was running down. They didn't get the signal in. So now they get to coach kind of the kryptonite against these defenses and they can talk through it and get better that way. But like, so like you said, it, this is a good thing for the Packers and especially for Jordan Love in the big picture of things, maybe not necessarily right now as pertains to the 2021 Packers. I know you do your, your positional rankings uh, before the draft. Where, where did you have Jordan Love? If you remember, what, what did you say about him coming up? Well, I had him so like I got really excited when I first saw Jordan Love. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I, in fact, I first Michael Holly went Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, and then Tua. Okay, that was my first. I let it out last year, and I, I, I'm not going to lie. I always self scout myself. I rushed to judgment. I got a little into. Ooh, loving the positives and kind of swiping the bad things under the rug a little bit is what I did. And really, full transparency here. You know, I did it. My dad watched the quarterbacks a little bit. And I said, so what did you think of the Jordan Love thing? And he kind of looked and he goes, you know, I like some of those throws and I see talent. But he goes, really, Christopher, you're going to really put him in front of Tua? I mean, he's a project. You saw some of those issues. You explained to me in the conversation before he's got some mechanical issues. So I ended up putting him behind Tua. I think he has a higher ceiling, but he is raw. And there's things he need to get, needs to work on, and that's also why this is a, a great experience for him. All right, let me ask you this. Uh, yeah. I, I've talked with Mike about this many times. We've gone back and forth. From your perspective, what needs to happen? What needs to happen for Aaron Rodgers to have leverage in this confrontation, whatever it is he's having with Green Bay, holdout, disagreement, uh, sabbatical, what needs to happen for him to have leverage? Hmm. 
Like, of course, he's probably got to play really good again at a really high level, right? And, you know, it's a good question, Michael Holley. I haven't thought about this a whole lot. I'll also say to this with, like, I think it's twofold. Of course, he has to play well and do that. But I think the other part, and I, I hate saying this because I don't think he can get leverage on his side very easily here, but it's the playing good and then really – Probably Jordan Love looking like crap in the preseason, in, in all honesty. If he doesn't look good and he's raw and he's messing up things at the line of scrimmage and missing a few throws and things like that, that might make Gudenkus, Mark Murphy, everybody go like, whoa, wait, okay. He's not ready. It doesn't look like he's going to be ready next year either. Let's sign – let's give Rodgers another year guaranteed money, whatever. I mean – I, maybe I'll get back to you with a better answer next week, but I think those are the two first things that kind of pop to my mind. So we know Aaron's not going to be a 49er. Uh, what's the word out of San Francisco, man? I, I saw Kyle said that Garoppolo had his best spring for whatever that's worth, uh, and, and Trey Lance did a, a pretty good job. What's the word out of San Francisco in terms of early impressions of Trey in particular? Well, I'm, listen, I, I know everybody thinks I always know everything that goes on with the 49ers because I'm friends with Kyle. I know. I, all I know I is I don't limit super... it to the 49ers, Chris. No, no. I, I don't know. limit Good. it to the 49ers, don't. just so you Good. know. Good. You're right. Okay, thank <laughs> all you. Because I got more friends than him. <laughs> but, you know, I, and, and then here, I'll tell you how my – I haven't heard a lot as far as Trey Lance goes yet. Other than that, I know he was super impressed with how smart he was and how quickly he picked up things. You know, with, with some of my buddies this time of the year, I don't push them too much right now. They're really coaching, they're working, there's practice, there's things like this. But, like, now that camps are starting to break and, you know, everybody's going on their way, I'm going to get some conversations and get some goods on everybody in the NFL here over the next sure. month, that's for sure. So I don't have anything to tell you for sure as of this moment, but how can they not be excited about a guy who's got the talent he's got, he is smart. He's willing to work. They're a really good football team if they can stay healthy. Uh, but that's all I got for you on that front right now. No problem. You know no what? Uh, you know what, Chris? Uh, you can do this. You can play this all day long. You can play this all day long. I just want to ask you, though. Uh, maybe I didn't read the small print. Trevor Lawrence, two spots ahead of Mac Jones in the quarterback rankings. Trevor Lawrence, eight spots behind Cam Newton, who was ranked number 20. Wow. Uh, in your yeah. quarterback rankings. So tell me how Cam Newton is 20th and how Trevor Lawrence is 28th. And just like, how do you, how do you see this thing? Well, like, you know, first off, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, who I have right in front of Trevor Lawrence, they haven't played yet. You know, I know they're going to be good. They got the talent. But they don't have the experience, nor have they done what Cam Newton has done in the NFL. And again, it's not about that because this list is truly like my pecking order, my depth chart, depth chart. We all got the same team and all of that. But like, like some other quarterbacks that are in the NFL right now, I think sometimes we fall in this trap of like evaluating them all through the same lens. Oh, Johnny drop back quarterback. He could be surgical and throw all the ball. Okay, great. Cam Newton's not the best at that if you're going to look at that as being the only way you can play quarterback. But uh, but fortunately, it's not. And fortunately, he's a beast in the run game and has an incredible presence and leadership about him. 
you know, and I just look at it and yeah, we look at the passing stats and all oh, eight touchdowns, 10 interceptions. But this is what I hate about it, Michael Holly. First off, like, why don't we add the rushing stats to it? He had 12 rushing touchdowns. So that equals 20 now. It's 20 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Yes, and forget the stats sometimes. It's about the pressure that player puts on the defense. That statistically cannot be quantified. When a guy like Cam Newton's playing quarterback, you know, defenses have to do things they don't want to do because they're worried about his ability to run and do those type of things. And then also, he makes everybody else in the run game better because the defense is worried about what they might do with him. So that opens up a, a lane for Sony Michelle or whatever. He was second on the team in rushing. They had no offensive talent. I know he wasn't perfect and there's things to work on, but I am giving a little bit of it a benefit for COVID and those type of things. And I think the Patriots are too. You're seeing that they're bringing him back. They're still talking about him in very high regard. But I think it's, you know, again, yeah, I'm expecting better play. He's more of a force of nature than people are giving him credit for. Yeah, maybe he's not surgical in the pass game, but he is a force. You have the game plan for Cam Newton and everything he does. And then, yes, I'm, I gave him a little notch or a little bump up because you hear the Patriot players say it all the time, right? Michael Holly, he's a great leader. When he's on the field, it just makes us feel like we can win games. They say all those type of things. And I'll say this, too, to defend the guy one more time. We're showing the Jets highlights right there. You know, there's a number of games last year where Cam Newton managed and played the game perfectly as a traditional quarterback, where he made no mistakes. He made the right read, the right throw. And I'm sure New England sees that and is encouraged by that aspect of him, too. So, yeah, I'm bullish on Big Cam. That's encouraging to hear. I was just talking about the other day how excited I am uh, for him this season. Um, last thing I got for you, Chris, is uh, we haven't talked to yeah. you since the Titans swung the trade for Julio Jones. Um, and I know, I think if I recall correctly, Jalen Phillips was your best defensive player. Caleb Farley was either your best or favorite cornerback. Yeah. Um, their defense remains a question, specifically their pass rush. Right. Secondary will help that. But I just wonder if they're explosive enough on offense in particular uh, with Brown, Jones, Henry, and obviously Tannehill. Do you see them potentially representing the AFC? Can they challenge Kansas City for uh, AFC supremacy? I do. I do. I, I mean, you know, the coaching staff, I like it. I do even, you know, you're right. The defense is the question, but you get Caleb Farley. Janoris Jenkins is still one of the better 10, you know, one of the better island corners in football. In fact, I'd argue he was the best corner on the Saints last year. So that's going to help them out. They signed Bud Dupree to help out that pass rush like you're talking about. So maybe they're better on that side of the ball. And yeah, I'm really excited about what they did with the Julio thing. You know, the Titans are basic. They kind of just want to like smash mouth football, run play action pass. The formula is not real complicated. So sometimes when it's like that, you got to have some players that can make things happen. And that's where I think, like, schematically, wow, is it going to put you in a bind? I mean, you know, this is like Emmett Smith with Michael Irvin and somebody better than, you know, Harper at wide receiver. And I'm not trying to say this Titans O-line is that Dallas Cowboys O-line, but you got my gist. It's a power running game. And now you got to worry about, wait, We'd like to put a guy in the box to stop the best runner in football, but damn, that means we're going to leave one of these freaks open. And 
That's where I like it. You're going to put defenses in binds of how they want to approach. Oh, there's two safeties deep. Well, here goes Derrick Henry up the middle. Oh, you want to get down there and stop the run game? Well, here goes Julio on a 50-yard post. And here goes A.J. Brown on a 30-yard crossing route. And Ryan Tannehill is one of the best deep ball throwers in football. So I like it because it's going to make you defend every square inch of the field for the Tennessee Titans offense. There's not one area you're going to be able to look at and go, oh, they don't attack that spot. Yeah. Good to talk to you, brother, as always. Appreciate you dropping knowledge. Always. Thanks, guys. Be good. Peace out. I'll see you. Have a good weekend. Go Nets. Eat it, Michael Holly. Go Nets. That's right, no, baby. No. Yes. No more. That's my guy. You don't get to, That's see my you guy. later. You don't get the deuces now. <laughs> no. Yeah, you too late. You already gave them. Taking them away. Peace. Nets. I'm pulling them out. <laughs>So we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love uh, as we do every day. And uh, it just kind of piqued my interest on top of the fact that Justin Fields has officially signed uh, his rookie contract with the Chicago Bears. And then I thought about, Michael, your uh, career path when you uh, left Boston for a hot second to go and work uh, as a columnist for the Chicago Tribune before making a triumphant return a few weeks later. Uh, so I want to really get your insight, given all the time you spent in Chicago. Um, and, and I was there. I was there for a good community. Good three months. Good three months. Which one? Which 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 makes you a perfect perfect uh, source for perspective on uh, on the situation that Justin Fields is stepping into. So let's say let's say look let's say Aaron Rodgers is dug in. Let's say he's, yeah. he's legit dug in. Not showing up at training camp, not playing in 2021. Packers are rolling out Jordan Love. Now, I think the kid has potential to surprise some people, but nonetheless, he'll be a first-year starter. All right? So maybe the Packers are out of contention. The Lions, as many nice things they're saying about Jared Goff, the Lions are, respectfully, humbly, the Lions. Um, Right. And then the Vikings, you know. Vikings? We'll see. Aren't, aren't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't classify them as contenders. So the North, um, not only does the North remember, but the North may be wide open uh, with the sabbatical, retirement, uh, whatever you want to call it, of Aaron Rodgers. And I was just thinking about Justin Fields, because Michael, I, I'll, I'll pop quiz you real quick. I'll pop quiz your, your okay. Bears knowledge. Does the number right, 3,838 mean anything to you? 3,838. Does that number mean anything to you? No, it doesn't. I, I, I can't wait to hear the answer to this. Days since some right. quarterback It means a lot to Bears fans. And that is what? It is the amount of passing yards that Eric Kramer passed for in 1995, which stands as 
the Bears' single season record to this day. That's incredible. Another way of That's saying incredible. that. It, it, one of the most wow. incredibly embarrassing, not just incredible stats, but one of the most incredibly embarrassing stats. And I was just talking to a friend of mine who was a diehard Bears fan the other day. These Chicago Bears have never had a 4,000-yard passer. 4,000-yard passer. Wow. In franchise history. That's nuts. They've never had a 4,000-yard passer. And we're passer. proud Boy, of I believe it. Joe Namath. We're proud of it. I believe Joe it. Namath was the first to throw 4,000 yards. So it's like, I mean, it's hard not to throw 4,000 yards in the NFL. Like, I don't know how much yeah, easier I mean, they can make it to throw the football. You can't touch the quarterback. You can't right. touch the receivers. So it's like, so I, I say all that to just say, man, I look at the division, and even though the Bears have never succeeded in developing a franchise quarterback uh, for the long term, um, they made a huge play for Jay Cutler, obviously. You know, various people, whether it's obviously Jim McMahon, we know, Eric Kramer. Some people have so had many. success. I mean, so many. Uh, here and there, but, not, but not, nothing nothing sustained, obviously. I just wonder if, if, you, if right. you feel like Justin Fields can, can be the guy to, at minimum, throw for 4,000 yards, but maybe solve this quarterback problem going back to Sid Luckman. And just what it would mean... <laughs> To that, to that city, that franchise, that fan base, to finally have a QB. I mean, let me tell you, this is how bad it is in Chicago, because I was talking to my boy about this. Wow. I'll say this, and then I'll let you go. Like, All right. they had their pick of the litter when they drafted Mitchell, when they traded up to draft Mitchell Trubisky. They traded up for so him. They traded not, up to draft him. Right, isn't it? Right, and Miles Garrett went first. Wow. So it's not like they're sitting back saying, oh, man, well, we, you know, we had to settle for Mitchell Trubisky. They could have had Mahomes. They could have had Watson. And they said, nope, the guy is Mitchell Trubisky. That's the guy we got to have in this draft. I mean, they, tortured. It's, it's, whether, whether they picked the wrong ones or the wrong people doing the picking, they cannot get it right to save their lives, let alone save their season. So with that, um, you, had a, you had a cup of coffee and a deep dish pizza in Chicago. First of all, deep dish pizza, dish, deep dish pizza uh, is not my thing. Maybe that's why. That's one of the many reasons I didn't make it there. But deep I got to say. Deep dish pizza is delicious. What is your issue not, with deep dish pizza? Favorite. That's whack. That's a whack. That's a, that's a bad take. It's, it's a bad. Okay. That's, that's, a, not, that's a not a good take. You know what my issue is with deep dish pizza? It's lasagna. I mean, it it ain't pizza, man. It ain't pizza. It ain't pizza. That's a nice little pasta dish. It's fine. I'm not feeling it. It's not for me. For such a well-dressed man, you have poor taste. It's not for me. You have poor taste. Okay, sure. Great. Uh, I question your culinary taste. Is that okay? Is that okay to say? That's fine. I just don't don't understand. You know what I like? Is it because you have to eat it with a fork? you, you don't like pizza? You got to eat with a fork, oh. or, or like some people eat no. with a fork. Yeah, the body. Oh no, yeah. you can't do that. You can't do that. I love. I know we mm. talked about this before, and I just you say I, I have bad taste on stuff, but I just I, I don't understand from where from where you are. It's almost like it's like um, being in in Rome and looking around, and saying, "Hey, uh, you know where to find any Italian food around here, dude." 
You're in you're in freaking Connecticut. I'm in the pizza where they have capital. Great pizza. I'm in the pizza capital they have of the country. Great pizza. Yeah, I know. Connecticut, yeah. New York, neck and neck. I know. Neck and neck. You go to New Haven, yeah. you'll be happy. You get a slice of pizza anywhere in New Haven, you're gonna be happy. So that's real. That, that that's yeah. that's real pizza. That ain't no deep dish. That's the good stuff. Deep dish, yeah, not for me. Anyway, uh, time in Chicago. This will really make me further detestable to most people who live in Chicago. I managed in just three months. I managed to live on both the north side and the south side. <laughs> Take a stand. Get off the fence. What are you? Cubs or White Sox? How about both? Anyway, um, maybe there's a sort, there's a sense of pride in not having a 4,000-yard passer. Because Chicago's a tough place. Chicago's a tough city. It's a city of, of, of Butkus and, and, and Papa Bear and, and Walter Payton. So it ain't about some pretty boy dropping back, lofting the pass. It's about black and the black and the original man. black and blue division. The black and blue division. <laughs> Come on, we man. do it the right way. All right. Come on now. Um, okay. It would mean a lot. In all seriousness, it would mean a lot to have Justin Fields be successful. I think he will be successful there. Um, only thing I worry about is the people who drafted him. I, I don't want to come yeah. in. It's, it's like I'm drafted into your I, I, I'm inheriting your mess. I'm drafted into your mess. There's this whole war going right. on. I'm drafted in and you're not going to do what's in my best interest. You're going to do what's in your best interest. And it might be in my best interest to play. But maybe to say to buy yourself another year, you put me on the bench. Because if I play, I disagree and with we that. We go four and twelve. Uh, you know, I we I, go four I, and twelve. I don't think I might play, get fired. Playing them too early, playing them too early can backfire. You can never go wrong. You can never go wrong with waiting to play a quarterback, whether that's midseason, whether that's next season, whether that's first right. four games. It that can never. There's no downside to that. There is a downside to playing them before there, before you believe he's ready. But there's no the downside to waiting too. a few games. Let me tell you what the downside is. I'm going to tell you what the downside is. Okay, I'm going to give you two examples. One, you say, hey, that worked out perfectly. The other one, I, I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. The plan was to play Justin Herbert 2021. The plan was not for him. I don't know if it was that late, but start. I remember. Tara, yeah, Tarot. Tarot, there's been two times lately. I'll, just, I'll, I'll jump ahead real quick. There have been two times in the last couple right? of years there been where the downside. you said, why the hell were they messing around with Tarot Taylor? Yeah, Cleveland and 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 Los Angeles. You like what? Like, because remember you. when Baker Mayfield came in against the Jets? He was like, why would they mess around with Toronto Taylor in the yeah. first place? And the same with Justin Herbert last year. And I like Toronto. I'm gonna give you another one. Can I give you another one? What's the other one? And and this one you might say, well, what are you talking about? But okay, Tom no Savage. No what we know now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Patrick Mahomes. I know the plan oh. was to have him come in and watch Alex Smith, which is what he did. He played that last game of the season. He played that game and people yeah. were like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. And then he started the next year. And as we know, he won the MVP. Yeah, but did he really mm-hmm. need to sit? You tell me did he need to. Like, maybe, maybe Patrick not. Mahomes doesn't. It didn't hurt. Here's what we, but that's my point. Here's what we know. It may it have didn't hurt. It may have hurt the Kansas City Chiefs. Would he have thrown 50 touchdowns? Would he have thrown 50 touchdowns if he played as a rookie? 40. Maybe. Maybe he threw 40. Maybe he'd have been the best rookie quarterback of all time. Maybe they would have advanced. 
Maybe they would have advanced. But we know it didn't hurt him. We know it did not hurt to sit behind Alex Smith for a year. Maybe maybe it didn't help. Maybe it did. But we know it didn't hurt him. And that's my point about like with Justin Fields, you got Andy Dalton. There is no harm in letting Andy Dalton keep the seat warm until the kids warm. Because going back to that conversation with my friend, it's like as much as we we love Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State, like my guy was like, I haven't seen him in a Bears uniform. And I understood what he meant by that. Not just your generic, oh, well, you know what? I don't know if he can play or not. I have not seen him in a Bears uniform. Not just any NFL uniform, in a Bears uniform. Because no matter what, they have just never gotten it right. And it can't always be they picked the wrong guy. Their developmental process must be flawed in some way, shape, or form. Um, and so... Well, it can't yeah, be. I, uh, why, why, can't, why can't that be it, Mike? Because we know the last time they well, did I mean, listen, they the wrong guy. That was the story. Well, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying it can't always be that. The same thing with the Browns, where, where quarterback careers used to go to die. What did it you can't say the always other day? be that you keep getting it, that you're picking the wrong guy. At some point, it's about the, the process and how you're treating those quarterbacks, or as the case may be, mistreating those quarterbacks. Remind oh, me what you said the other day. You said something the other day. I was talking about Brooklyn. And I said they're playing great, not that they are great. And you said something about habits and behaviors. I don't think it was Socrates. Was uh, we, you are what you do repeatedly. Excellence is an act, therefore. Excellence is not an act, therefore it's a habit. Or excellence is a habit, not an Different accident. context. I just butchered that. You are what you do repeatedly. Yeah. So um, they picked the wrong guy with Mitchell Trubisky. And they picked the wrong guy. They signed the wrong guy. They traded for the wrong guy. They, 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 they always. Yeah. That's what they do. That's what they do. So yeah, it's always that. It's always that. So no, finally, I, I, no, I, no. What I, I meant was no. I'm, what I meant was I don't. It can't. It's not always the guy is inherently not good. That's what I meant. I mean, it's not always on the player. Like oh, we picked the wrong guy because Justin Fields just can't play. It's like I talked. We talked about the quarterbacks and who's most likely to succeed when we're doing a senior superlative game, and I said Mac Jones because Mac Jones took a job at Apple. Mac Jones took a job at Microsoft. Everybody else, for whatever one reason or another, whether it's the circumstances or whether it's their track record or lack thereof, you wonder. Whereas Mac Jones is going from Alabama to the Patriots, from dynasty to dynasty, and I'm putting my stock in him in terms of most likely these first round quarterbacks to, to succeed. The opposite end of that spectrum, even though one guy is in Jacksonville playing for a guy who's never coached on the NFL level, but he's also never lost. Neither of them have ever lost, Urban Meyer or Trevor Lawrence. San Francisco, great roster. Trey Lance gets the city we talked about earlier, but Trey Lance, obviously his experience was a question mark. Legitimately so, his lack of experience. Um, And who am I missing? Oh, and Zach Wilson's going with the Jets. So you have the Jets and the Bears. Two franchises that have never gotten it right, or it's been an awful, awfully long time since they've gotten it right at the quarterback spot, and that's what I worry about with Justin Fields. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about the front, the organization. Worry about the situation. I, 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 I yeah, believe that he's made from good stuff. I'm, I'm worried about the situation. Yeah. So the longer you sit, the better. I, I, I think. You know, tell me, tell me if, if this is a stretch. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it. out. I really am, legitimately, uh, because I wasn't there that long to really get, you know, to do a deep dive on why Bears uh, quarterbacks historically struggle. But I was there. I remember I, I remember it well on Michigan Avenue 
Now listen, Mike, I, I, I've always lived in cold weather cities and I've never really enjoyed the cold weather, but I've always lived in cold weather cities. Go figure. So I've dealt with the cold of uh, off Lake Erie in Northeast Ohio. Uh, I've dealt with the cold of the, uh, the, the three rivers coming together in Pittsburgh, uh, Boston, yeah, New England, cold weather. Um, but Chicago, something about Chicago, man. It was something about the cold of Chicago. Yeah, it's different. It I remember different. one day in October. <laughs> it definitely hit October. Different. Yeah. Walking down yeah. Michigan Avenue. And the wind blew. And I was just shook. I was like, man, it's like, what was that? What was that? It was October, right. man. I, I think I, I was, was in like, Chicago more oh my recently God. than you were. I, I went for All-Star Weekend in February. I went for NBA All-Star Weekend in February. And I tried to, and I, mean, I live in Connecticut. And I've lived in Massachusetts. I lived in New England since 2001. Okay. I thought I could do my little layer thing in Chicago, bro. I was walking down no, the street no. one night. I immediately went to the Canada Goose store and bought a real jacket. Yeah. I realized I don't own a yeah. jacket. Jacket, like that little that little. Oh, I got like a hoodie and that don't don't roll like that no, in Chicago, no. though. Same thing. Like I had to go get a. Don't work. I had to don't go work. splurge for that for that Canada Goose joint. So think about this. Now think about this. All like, now the, the black and blue division, and and the only one uh, now Green Bay. I know terrible weather. They've been blessed with great quarterbacks historically. So you can't. You can't yeah, that's the three the, other that's ones the, in all uh, That kind of that kind of throws it out where say it's the weather. But look at some of these other uh, other divisional opponents. Detroit in a dome. I'm not gonna get into a dome argument with you, but Detroit in a dome. Thank you. Minnesota yeah. since what 1980, 81, 82, somewhere dome. in there, a dome. Yeah. And Chicago, yeah. it's just not only are you playing in a bad weather city, you're playing in a bad weather city. You're on the lake. I mean, Lake Michigan is right there. It's tough. I mean, it's tough really eight games a year to say, I'm gonna get this right. Now you do have those dome games I mentioned for those divisional opponents, and you got that Green Bay game, but most of your games the weather's awful. I don't know. I guess. That but it? you know what? You, can st- you, still, should be, you still should be able to go for 4,000. You still should be able to crack 4,000. Hey, uh, I do want to talk also, speaking of Justin Fields, so- somewhat uh, relatedly, um, somewhat related, um, college football playoff participant while at Ohio State. Um, just got word today. It's, it's looking more and more like. It's, I don't think it's quite official, but it's close. Uh, they're going to 12 teams. With the college football playoff as early as the 2023 season. Um, let me get the uh, let me get the right uh, the right terms here. Okay, so under the proposal, six highest ranked conference champions and six at-large teams would receive a playoff berth. Okay, and the four Ooh. highest seeds would have a bye. In the first round. So, how about this? Just to simplify this conversation in the interest of time, let's just talk on the field. Because as a, as the name, image, and likeness hearings take place, um, I think they started yesterday. I'll set aside, if you're willing to uh, stipulate, let's set aside more money being made. Uh, okay. On the backs and bodies of people who don't see enough of it, if any of it. 
Okay, right. let's set that aside and just strictly talk about the competitive aspect uh, and the, and the, and, the, and the on the field product, the quality. Because I think we both, I think we both in agreement on that. That there's just something wrong with the pie and pie getting bigger and bigger, and the people no who are the yeah. main ingredient not getting Absolutely. so much as crumbs. Even in right. name, even with your name, image, and likeness, uh, you know, your little pacifier that is name, image, and likeness. That's not that's not that's not real money, um, and they still got to do more work to get it. Um, but just on the field, like twelve, feels like a lot to me. Twelve's a lot. I don't. I, I mean, no. You know, especially given. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think twelve is that much, especially if you say the top four get buys. Right, so you, you've got eight teams playing in that round one. You got four of them just kind of waiting to see what happens. Now, now we go on. Now we go on to eight. So really, it's it's not that bad. It, it really it, it, is. It all depends on when you start this thing. I think some bowls, some bowl games are going to be a little disappointed because they're going to have competition. <clears throat> but more than that. I think the one the one flaw in the system already. I know it's a flaw. They got to work out the kink already, and that is if it's the top twelve teams and it's six at large. So you got six conference champions and six at large. You're going to have some teams that don't win the conference championship. They're going to be in the SEC mm-hmm. and they're going to feel entitled mm-hmm. to have two Correct. or even three at, at large spots. There's still going to be so some now, level of what, subjectivity what, involved. Yeah, so you really have turned it into, I know it's going to be a big conference tournament, and that's not really the idea of it. The idea is to kind of spread this thing around and see if you can have a real or, or approximate a real tournament. Four is not enough. Actually, 12, 12 is, is about right. 12 is about right if you select those yeah, at-large teams I, correctly. I want... I, I, first of all, I mean, to jump from four to 12, like, okay, that's, 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 could we not progress this a little bit? Like, I would have liked to have seen six, eight max, but the reason I don't like 12 is, you know, I think now that it's getting closer and closer to being what it really is, which is professional football without the salaries. So if you're going to go yeah. 12 teams in the playoffs, all right, college football is getting closer and closer to losing what makes it special. Which, number one, when it comes to competing for your championship, the exclusivity. And I know that people will look at it as like, yeah. well, that's a bad thing because it's the same teams in the college football playoff every year. It's Alabama, it's Ohio State, it's Oklahoma, um, and maybe, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a different Georgia. team here or there, but it's the same yeah. teams. Georgia, you know, you know same teams. Um, but I would like to see it as, here's, I, I think eight's probably the sweet number for me. Because, okay, your five uh, power five teams automatically get in. Your, power, your conference champions, they get in. Give me three at-larges. And one of those at-larges will more than likely or should probably be a group of five team. Group of five representation is important. Yeah. But other than that, but, but 12, now your regular season has been watered down that much more. Like, I like watching college football. And, I, and, and the reason why you pay attention to the rankings week after week starting in November and the reason why the regular season the stakes are so high is because one loss could cost you. You have you have three, sometimes four lost teams, probably get into a twelve team playoff. 
I doubt it. I, I, I doubt that, it. No, I, I, I hope lose I hope a little bit of luster have. for me. Look at look at the rankings from last year. If it, look, we just put yeah, it on look the at the rankings. Look at the rankings. Bring that up again and look at and look. It's the six highest ranked conference champions and six right. at large teams. So that's your top twelve. All right. Iowa State at eight and three. Florida at eight and three. Oklahoma at eight and two. But look, but look at number Seven and twelve. Two, Georgia to your point about SEC bias, bias. But twelve. That's who's getting in? They bet. They had to go eleven and zero, beating one of those wins over Zach Wilson and BYU. They go eleven and zero. They do everything they can, and the and the best they can do is number twelve. I would hope in this system that that they Coastal Carolina, Coastal Carolina would be one of the first at large bids. You know, I like yeah. I think this expanding the field is not for the Power Fives, although it's going to be. It should be. For those teams that say, well, what do we have to do? Why aren't we getting any love? They, 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 we've been shut out. We've played everything. We've done everything we can. And you guys aren't paying attention to us. I like a playoff for that. I don't know. I don't, I don't, and, you know, I, 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 I'm, just like, I'm generally, I'm generally a the more the merrier person. But when VIP get too crowded, I got to bounce. It defeats the purpose. And everybody that you shouldn't be standing in VIP. Everybody shouldn't be crowding like everybody shouldn't be getting the liquor. Everybody shouldn't be getting take partaking in the bottle service. VIP shouldn't have, I shouldn't have to struggle to find a seat in VIP with defeats the purpose. What's the velvet rope for if everybody just gonna be in here? So likewise, I don't need to see everybody in the playoff. I like I, I kind of like it that people get pissed because they got left out. Well, do more, you know, six. You know, it's not enough. I, I, I agree you know with that. You, 12 you know too many. It's too crowded. It's now I don't want everybody using my bathroom. Uh, There's too many people at my house now. Get a porta potty. Yeah, I got. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. I digress. I'm Go ahead. No, I got you. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you 100%. Um, but one thing you might get and it's unlikely with somebody like Alabama, which just continues to be this machine and with, with recruiting and just churning out NFL talent. But we haven't seen a major upset ever. In college football, in a college football championship in this tournament, the four-team tournament ever hasn't been a major. Oh, or in this, oh, in this format. Who? Well, in okay. The, like who's the, last, the current format. Who's the? Who's the? Who's the last? Oh my God! I can't believe it. Who's the last North Carolina State Villanova uh, in, in college football? Like we've seen that in basketball many times. Who's the last? Hey, one shot away, like uh, uh, Butler was. Oh, oh you, oh, you mean like a Cinderella? Oh, okay. Oh, you said major yeah. upset. You don't mean the game. Oh, you mean like, like come out, out of nowhere team. Oh, okay. Out of nowhere. Okay. Wow. Okay. No, Coastal I got Carolina. You. Oh, hey, I got you. you I, I, thought you meant, I thought you meant when Coastal the game Carolina started. The favorite loss. Oh, I got you. Yeah. I got Coastal you. Carolina upset the, the, the Crimson Tide. That ain't going to happen. I know. Or is college football built that way? We don't know. And if, it, if it's not built that way, Maybe that tournament will be reduced from 12 to 8 because if you don't have enough good uh, playoff quality teams, people will be like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, the games are all blowouts. Yeah, it's just like it's like SEC week five <laughs> Alabama versus somebody. It doesn't matter, man. This game is, you know, you, you hope for an upset yeah. in the first eight minutes and then at halftime you saying what happened to the tailgate. You're not even paying attention. I don't know. Speaking of eight minutes, we got about that left. Let's take a break, and um, I guess we got time for like maybe one more topic. I think I, I think we'll talk. We'll, we'll figure it uh, out in the break, like we always do. 
I, oh, I, I think I kind of want to talk about a book that you didn't write. Okay. I think that's what I want. But but you may have something you may have something else on your heart. But I think I do want to talk about a book, but it's one you didn't write. Okay, that's fine. I appreciate the support, though. We'll <laughs> we'll, dis- we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it in the break. We'll figure it out. All right. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. An unflinching memoir from the six-time NBA champion, two-time Olympic gold medalist and Hall of Famer, revealing how Scottie Pippen, the youngest of 12, overcame two family tragedies and universal disregard by college scouts to become an essential component of the greatest basketball dynasty of the last 50 years. Scottie Pippen has been called one of the greatest NBA players for good reason. Simply put, without Pippen, there are no championship banners, let alone six hanging from the United Center rafters. There's no last dance documentary. There's no Michael Jordan as we know him. The 90 Chicago Bulls team would not exist as we know them. Goes on to say, um, in unguarded, the soft-spoken six-time champion and two-time Olympic gold medalist finally opens up to offer pointed and transparent takes on Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson, Isaiah Thomas, among others. Pippen details how he cringed at being labeled Jordan's sidekick and discusses how he could have and should have received more respect from the Bulls' management and the media. He discusses what it was like dealing with Jordan on a day-to-day basis while serving as the real leader within the Bulls' locker room. Michael, you know all about selling books. Yeah, um, but you know, it's so funny. So, hey, you, so know I, I get, you know how he's selling the book? Yeah, I get Simon and Schuster. How's he selling the book? I get Simon and Schuster doing their thing, but um, here's what I don't, here's what hey. I, I don't get. And one of our most passionate arguments that we've ever had was about Scottie Pippen around the last dance, I think yeah. it was. Or maybe it was after that. I'm not it sure what right more Scottie Pippen wants. And and I say that, you know, I'm not Scottie Pippen, you know, but he is universally respected and universally regarded as the greatest wingman in history. And the only reason is he, he's a wingman is because he played next to the greatest player in history. That's not the only reason. Like, and okay, and that's what. See, what he wants is, what he wants to stop is what I'm saying. Ooh, see, what he wants to say is, I'm not a wingman. That if you take Jordan out of it, not that he could have been Jordan, that he could have been, on his own, um, like a top twenty player in the league. I don't believe that. I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. He never had. He had his own. He had his own team. Uh, once upon a time, a and I know it's a sore subject, but but it happened. It happened. Like he had his own team, and in a big moment, play wasn't called for him. He sat down. And and here's the other thing: he didn't want to be a sidekick. Mike. There's a reason why Freddie. There's a uh, reason why Freddie Gibbs said Ish was different when Mike left, and it was Scotty team. Um, and listen, yeah. man, you can't. Yeah. You're not. You're not Jordan, Mike. and that's okay. Nobody right. else was, is, and Nobody maybe is. ever will be. Nobody. He is. got he, the only people who disrespected Scottie Pippen 
were was was management and we saw that play out the last dance, but I, I said this before and I'll say it again. You, you can't have a we can't have, have a, a, a basketball conversation. You and I not you Michael, but you and I can't have a basketball conversation. If you don't recognize the greatness of Scottie Pippen, one of the premier point forwards ever. You know, I mean, the position was practically named around or, or designed around Scottie Pippen. The prototypical point forward is what I'm what I'm trying to say. One of the best perimeter defenders in NBA history. He was in the top 50 greatest Correct. players of all time. I think if you redid the top 50, Facts. he would probably still be in the top 50. If you redid it. I love when people say that. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. That's right. true. Fact. All but you fact. know what, Mike? Facts. Here's the thing. He doesn't want to be a wingman, but yet, listen to that promotional copy. He'll tell you about his time with <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, yo, man. Right. You can't. Right. Help me sell these books, MJ. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I'm buying it. But I'm hey. buying it. I ain't buying what he's selling, and, and but look, I'm buying his book. I ain't buying he was the real leader of the Bulls. Hey, if, if, if buy mine too. There it is. Hard to steal. Simon Schuster. Hard to steal. Hard to steal. Thank you. There you go. See, See you look at that. Well done. Did y'all not have that? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.